0: This is a brand new series called Mask. I preached this as a standalone back in 2020. This was a standalone message and I went back on it and got to look over it. And I really, really, really wanted to go through it again to preach it and elongate it as a series. And so this series will lead up until the end of Youth Blackout. I will preach the final week on Youth Blackout night. So you're not going to win. Like she said, Blackout. So basically, just to give you more hints, it's going to be, I'm calling it a giveaway galore. Like there's going to be a lot of giveaways from the beginning you walk in till the, till the moment that I preach the little message. There's going to be a giveaway after giveaway after giveaway. So you're going to want to be there for that. So those, the the giveaways that we're letting you know right now, that's not the only giveaway that we're giving. There's more through that. So so just prepare yourself for it. Bring a friend to this event. It's going to be awesome. Everything's going to be neon. Everything's going to be decked out in decorations. So I'm very, very excited about uh, Youth Blackout. So... For spooky month, we have mass. This is um, obviously about like as we talk about like Halloween mask or whatnot, but but this is a different mask I want to talk about with my starting scripture, Romans 8:24 through 28. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? <clears throat> But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Paul is saying if you would just wait and stop having hope in what's visible and start having hope in what's unvisible, which means something that hasn't happened yet, it contradicts our certainty when we start trusting in something that has not happened yet. If we start trusting in something that hasn't come to pass yet, that is a contradiction to flesh, but it is a benefit to the spirit when you trust something that you cannot see yet. Verse 26, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Tonight's title for week one of our series, Mask, week one is called The Pain Behind the Mask. The pain behind. Behind the mask. Obviously, as of our day and age, the most memorable mask is a mask you wear because of what we call that sickness thing. And we, like I went to, when I went to Puebla, everybody was still wearing a mask in Puebla. When I went to, when I went to Puebla, Mexico, they still wear masks. And it, and it, obviously it was something that was very, mid to 2021, and, like, we don't even, like, I don't even wear a mask anymore unless it's mandatory to a store, but I don't wear a mask anymore. But for some people, they still wear a mask. You know, they, it was mandatory. They wore masks to protect us for some potential, you know, with something deadly as that. Um, I was going to show some pictures of some crazy masks because people got really, people got really creative creating, like, like, like different types of masks like that was the whole that was the whole shindig was wearing a different colored mask or wearing a specific type of graphic on a mask everybody had a creative mask but but everyone even today sometimes still wears a mask and it's not a judgmental thing i mean if you still wear a mask go for it but what's funny is how much our masks now i'm not just talking about a physical mask i'm not just talking about a mask that you wear i'm talking about a mask that is able to conceal certain things and i'm talking about i'm talking about maybe an emotional mask i'm i'm mainly talking about a mental mask maybe even a reputation mask maybe there's an image that you have on yourself that maybe has been put down upon you by somebody else and you wear a mask and the times that I did, like, like there have been times where, like, you know how, like, that, and that was the joke in 2020 as well, where if someone wore a mask, you couldn't tell who that was. You couldn't even recognize somebody with a mask. Now, that's kind of, like, over-exaggerated because you can tell when someone's wearing, like, who it was wearing a mask. But maybe they were wearing a mask, well, they were wearing a mask, no, wearing a hat. Oh dude, I just lost my train of thought. Maybe they were wearing a mask. Oh wearing a mask. A hat and sunglasses. They were wearing a hat and sunglasses. Okay. They were wearing a hat and sunglasses. Maybe to conceal. So so what I've learned, and this was kind of funny, people would wear masks, hats, and sunglasses because there are certain types of people who just didn't want to be seen. It wasn't just because there the the, there was a virus out there, it was because they didn't want to check they want people to check them out. And they didn't want to be exposed to anybody else. They just wanted to be to themselves, more solitude than being an extrovert. The reality is is that a mask, naturally, you wear it for protection. That's what you wear a mask for. You wear it for protection. And that's what we do. That's our first instinct. I'm not talking about a physical mask. I'm talking about a mask that you wear to survive from hurts that you have we naturally go to covering something up rather than dealing with the fact that this pain behind the mask is brutal. This pain behind the mask that you wear is brutal and it's killing you, but yet you still wear it because you think it's protection. But it's not protection anymore. It's way beyond the fact of it being a, a protection thing. You're not surviving anymore You're enslaved now to the pain behind the mask. So you don't want to deal with it because the pain is too great. The pain is too sharp. The pain is too, it's too, it's too intense for people to even know about. So I have to conceal this pain with a mask so that nobody can really get that close. Because if somebody gets close, it might be even more painful. So I'm going to cover this and make sure nobody shows up to it the pain behind the mask is to protect, but it's not to protect anymore. It actually infects you and makes you even worse. Pain behind the mask with the debenefits benefits of, of a mask is it makes you, it makes you less compassionate. It makes you less of a person to get somebody else's perspective about what you're going through. And then the one thought you'll go through is nobody knows what I'm going through, so I'm gonna stay here, stay with this mask because this mask is the only thing that's really gonna talk to me, really gonna treat me right. But it's really enslaving you. It's There's no protection anymore. All it is, is hurt behind mask. And some of you have had that, whether in your family, friends, or even the church, either here or somewhere else. There is something that you have a pain for, and now you hide it like this. Because you knew if it got out, you would have to deal with it. Because pain on the outside, it burns, it feels more deadly, it feels a lot more intense. But that's what I believe God wants to do in you because you have been hiding pain, not just, not just behind any regular mask. Maybe it's a happy mask. You're you, you, you love being happy, being joyful, being skippy, but really on the inside, you're depressed Or maybe it's a, maybe it's a logical mask because you think logic makes you feel better. So now that you know what's right and you know what certainty is, you think it makes you more comfortable. But really on the inside, you are just as confused as the next man beside you. Maybe it's a church mask and it's a mask that you wear to make yourself look spiritual. But really on the inside, you don't know what's going on. You have no idea what to do. We all wear a mask we all wear one but the question is that has a significant hurt caused you to hide from other people hide from others maybe it's even people that never did you wrong but there's something in the back of your mind saying if i get too close you've had that thought if i get too close if i let them in if i do this They might do this. So no matter how good of a person they are, we back up and we hide behind the mask. I want to give you a perspective tonight about the pain behind the mask. And I want to show you what it's like to let the mask off and to let God deal with the pain. And for you to live in true freedom, because you think the mask is freedom, but it really isn't freedom. It's bondage, period. There's no, there's no medicine or some type of aid when you wear a mask to high pain. Psalm 34:18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The problem is, is that we're not, because we're not supposed to conceal ourselves with pain. We're not supposed to. Because if you are in Christ, that's freely given, but we conceal it because it's first nature, to conceal pain. We're not used to dealing with it. We're not used to really processing through pain. We're not used to taking care of it. So what, what do we do? We conceal it, and and it was funny because I ha, like I was telling a couple of y'all I went to, when I went to Puebla, I got a bunch of uh, bites from red bugs, these tiny little insect bugs, and like it was I would scratch so hard where it would become a wound and it would hurt, and I'm like bro like this is ridiculous it shouldn't be that bad, and I always had band aids on them, but Sarah was telling me the other day where if you put the band aid on the wound, it's not going to really heal because it's not getting watch this exposure It's not getting the exposure it needs to create the scab to heal the skin. So now you wear a Band-Aid every time you have a wound and now it's not really getting healed because you're just covering up. Either it's being out all the time, whether it's playing video games all the time, whether it's being with that relationship all the time. You're using something to escape that pain. You're using you're using a Band-Aid to, to conceal it because I would put a Band-Aid to where, like, like, I have this problem of itching, so I'm trying not to touch it, so I put a Band-Aid on it. But the matter of the fact is, is that if I keep it on for too long, it's not going to heal properly. So the goal is to take it off, and the goal is to expose the wound. Some of us have wounds in this room, that we don't even speak of or that some of us speak too much of and there is nothing changing that talking about it a lot and not talking about it at all is just as bad as the two you not saying anything about your pain and problems is just as bad as someone yakking about it for too long it's all in the same boat but the thing is is that both do not create change They just keep you in a place because you like talking about it or you just don't talk about it because you're afraid of what people will think. So you stay in two places, but the middle is that God wants to deal with the pain, the pain behind the mask. God can't heal your pain if you are constantly covering it up and you're constantly keeping it in a mask-like state, holding yourself back and not being free i'm on the spectrum where i hide my pain i'm the type of person that hides pain behind the mask and and i was an image based person everything i did i i felt like i had to be a different image in order for me to be accepted so instead of instead of dealing with my pain i concealed it and i would rather just be the guy like like even when I was in Bible college, I was just the guy that just, we just hung out. I didn't talk to anyone about anything that I was going through, not because I didn't trust them, but because I didn't want them to think of me different, or I felt like I had this image, so I had to keep it. Like, have you ever thought, like, you had to keep the image because you thought if somebody, you would have been considered a fraud... So I'm not going to talk about it because I feel like a a fake, a phony, a failure. So I don't talk about it. So I'm going to keep it behind the mask. And so when you do that, the buildup pain is worse than the fresh pain. A fresh wound is you just got hurt. That's more, here's how crazy this is. That's more treatable than a wound that is hidden because a wound that is hidden will be stuffed and it will, it will calam on itself and it will create a huge sore in your heart. And eventually it'll explode. The mask is to hide pain. And we're gonna talk about a couple of things for these next couple of weeks. But pain was the first thing I want to talk about because pain starts everything. Pain starts fear, pain starts shame, pain starts everything. Pain is something that the devil uses to keep us in an isolated state, make us feel like a vegetable, thinking that we can't do anything because this pain is isolating. It is like, it's like getting electrocuted and you can't move. Your whole body feels stimulated because the pain is... So I'm not just talking about body. Somebody breaks your heart. Relationships aren't the same anymore. You can't really get into anything anymore because the pain of what was is messing with something that is now. It's heavy, isn't it? It's really heavy. But you need to know that your pain needs to be treated. That your pain needs to be medicated. Your pain needs to be nurtured. That's what God is for. God is for your pain. He sits with those. Put that verse back up, James. He is with those who are broken hearted and I've talked about this before, we are so used to thinking that God needs to get us out of something with rather he would sit with us in something because a wound doesn't just naturally just heal off the bat. It takes time after time after time. This is why we don't heal because we get lazy in the head to think that if this is, doesn't heal eventually, I feel like it'll never get better. No, it takes time. It's a slow healing. It's a slow process but you got to take off the mask. You have to take off what you are hiding from God. It doesn't matter about other people. You can put them in if you want, but it's really not just people you're hiding from. You're hiding from God. You're hiding from your father in heaven who knows you, who formed you, who created you, who knit you in your mother's womb, David said. He made you and you hide from him. You hide from the one who knows how to treat you. Not just just in a good way, but in a medical way, in the way that in you, you can be healed. He knows the right medicine for your heart. He knows all of that stuff. But it's concealed by a mask. It's concealed by a hidden mask, the pain behind the mask. It is a very interesting thing. When it comes to pain, and it's so funny that our first instinct is to hide it, because pain, pain hurts. Like if you if you get scratched or if you cut yourself on accident or if you, I don't know, skateboard and you get you scrape your knees, whatever. When that stuff happens, you need attention right away. You need it right away to get it fixed. Yeah, when I fell when I was younger and I scraped my whole elbow, my whole elbow was just blooded and all that, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Dude, I ran to my mom. I was just like, bruh, give me something. Neurosporin, everything. I need everything on this thing. Give me some type of like numbness so I don't feel pain. Something like that. And that's exactly how we should be running to God for our pain. But we don't do that. We run to others. We run to Actually, if you're on the spectrum that I was on, you don't trust people, so you don't tell anyone anything, so you walk away. And then there's some of us who actually really tell everybody and a mama about their business, and it's none of their business. And that's the spectrum that we're on sometimes. The pain behind the mask. It's hurtful. It keeps you in an isolated state. Sounds hopeless. Sounds like you'll never get out of that state of pain, even with this mask. Because some of you are like, man, even with this mask, this pain is still there. This pain is still working in me for some reason. This pain is still doing its course in my mind. And I'm more miserable now with the mask than I was when I got hurt. What is this going on? A mask doesn't heal, it conceals. It does not heal anything. It conceals everything. So your pain builds up and builds up and builds up and eventually it bombs and you're wondering, "What in the world did I just do?" The pain behind the mask messes it up. But from Psalm 34:18, the thing is that we don't have to conceal this pain. This pain does not have to be concealed. The Lord promises to be close to those who are hurting. When we walk through, when we walk through things in time, they work together. Now, that was a really goofy statement to me three years ago, because three years ago, this scripture I thought was like, oh, it's cliche. Nothing sometimes really works out. But everything works together. Does that mean that even not just the good stuff works together, but even the bad stuff works together? Not just the, the victories, but even the defeats work together. For some reason, all things work together. Not just the joy, but the darkness I'm walking in right now. All things work together for those who love God and are called See, if you don't know Jesus, you're by yourself. When you don't know Jesus, you're on your own. When you don't know Jesus, when not just, not just believe that Jesus is real, but believe in Jesus. There's a difference between believing in Jesus and believing the Jesus. In Jesus, I believe in him. In Christ, I believe. If you don't know who he is, It's almost like you're on your own island. You got to make your own food. You got to supply your own needs. You got to do all this stuff. You got to try and forgive your own sin, however that's going to work. All of that comes through Jesus. Without him, you can do nothing. That's what Jesus said. Apart from him, you can do nothing. But in him, everything. Same thing that Sarah said in the beginning. I think of the prodigal son when 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 the other brother had came in, he was like, why are you feasting him? He's been gone. I've been a servant this whole time. I've been serving you and I've been doing all this stuff. And the father said, all I have is yours. All this stuff, all of these goats, you have access to my refrigerator. You have access to all of my stuff. All I have is yours. But as a Christian, we forget what access we have. We forget what we actually have access to. And then we start to think, oh, well, 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 God's, uh, God's not with me because I don't have access. I don't think I have access to any of these things. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I don't want to hear you say, well, I've tried. It's not that you didn't try enough or didn't, whatever. It's not that. It's the fact that the devil has you gripped enough for you to stay behind and you haven't even tried because the devil is telling you that's not gonna really work. But all things work together. All things work together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. All things work together, all things. Everything works together. Everything from the good to the bad, from the the messed up to the greatness, from the victory to the defeat, Everything works together somehow. Have you ever felt like, like everything in your life was just falling apart and you're just like, God, you can kind of like come down right now and just like do something about this because if you do, I feel like I'm gonna I'm a make a fool of myself. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's almost like my life is falling apart. Some, my, like, like people are leaving me and all this stuff and I don't know what's going on. If people are leaving you, If things feel like they're falling apart, if these things are occurring in your life, praise God. What? Praise God. Because the things that are being torn down in your life, God's going to push out the way so that he can build something that's far greater than what's being teared down. The thing that God's about to build in your life is greater than what's being teared down right now. People are leaving you. They were not good for you anyways. So why be upset about what made you miserable? Let it it go. Let it leave. Let it be done. Amen. Because you realize later on that it was worth the benefit than it was to be kept with that person or that thing or whatever it was. It's better that way. God lets things fall apart to where he can build things up. All things work together for the good of those who love him. I've experienced a lot of great pain in my life, stuff that I don't show, stuff that I've never really talked about. And I think it's funny because because I naturally downplay, I forget what I've gone through sometimes. And, and I've learned in my life that you have to remember pain sometimes. There's a difference between remembering pain and letting pain control you. Those are two different things. Pain controlling you, you are a slave to the mask. But if you remember pain, it will teach you that God has brought you out of a lot. So I had to remember. Looking at those moments of the pain, so like I would look at pains of the past. And I'm like, all right, Lord, this is stupid. Like I'm gonna cry again. I'm gonna be triggered again. I'm gonna, I don't wanna think about this no more. I don't wanna think about this no more. But what I've learned is, is that God showed me what he had done in the past of pain in order for him to be present and alive in my life right now. And so I want you to know through those difficult times in your life, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, help me find you in those places of darkness. Help me to find you in those places of pain that I didn't see anything. Because when you're in pain, you don't see anything but pain. You don't see anything but the problem. You don't, only see, you don't see nothing but the heartbreak. You don't see nothing but the disappointment. You see nothing but the pain. That's why we wear a mask. But if you would take a step back and retract and see where God was, I promise you, guaranteed, he will show you. He will show you. In the midst of pain, he was there doing something. For your situation, I don't know. I don't know what y'all go through. Nobody's going to say all that. I don't know what y'all go through, but whatever you have gone through, I can tell you right now from my own personal experience, God was in all of it. He was in all of it. Now your first frustration thought is, why didn't he do something about it? Why was I in this predicament and he saw it and he could have just done whatever? Look, Jesus could have called a bunch of legions to save him, but he still went to the cross. He still suffered, even though he could have escaped. But there's a purpose in pain. If you want to write that down, that's not of my notes, but there's a purpose in pain. There's always a purpose in pain. If you would just backtrack and see where God used your pain for not just your benefit, for his glory, if you would see that, you would be able to be healed from certain past. Because it's remembering stuff. That is your job. God's going to heal everything that he can, and he can heal everything. But there are certain things that God gives you responsibility for to where it gives him access to it. God can heal a leg, God can heal a, a, a thyroid, God can heal all these other things, but the one thing he will not step into without your permission is your heart. That's the one place God will not enter until you give him permission. So people say, where, where is God? But have you given him permission to have access like that? That's a lot. You need to give him access to this pain in your heart. It pieces all together. With God, no pain comes without a later purpose. And that's my first thing I want to say tonight. Jesus will create purpose from your pain. He will. There's a creation of purpose. And there's a process to it because not all of us are just very acceptable to that. For the majority of all of us. I don't want want my pain to be purpose. I want victories to be purposes. I want want happiness to be a purpose. I want all this. I want my ministry to grow. I want want my job to flourish. I I I want to be the coolest in my school. I want that to flourish. I want that to be a purpose. No, that's not purpose. That's not all of purpose. Purpose comes more from pain, suffering, and dealing with There's a purpose there more than any other place. In my own life, I've learned that. I've learned that most places of pain had some of the deepest, great purposes in my life. It's what's propelled me to come here and be here and preach and do what God's called me to do. What did that? Pain did. Pain for me was used to fuel to be here. Because God used it to maneuver and escort me into my calling. Because here's the thing about calling with God. So be careful when you pray for calling. Because when you ask God to call you or when God calls you to something, he's going to take everything out the way that is going to block that calling in your life. I can tell you from experience. I can tell you from other ministers' experience, other youth pastors I've talked to. He will take everything out the way. He will, he will not rest until your calling, his calling for your life to be fulfilled when he calls you, when he gives you a purpose. That does not mean everything's gonna be hunky-dory. It comes with pain. It comes with a certain type of pain, not because he meant it to, to hurt you. He meant it to propel you, to bring you into a purpose. But for us, because we're just only human beings, we have a pain. We have, we have a pain filter because we're only human. We're not God. So we have to live in a state where I have to continue, let God deal with it, even though I thought this situation wasn't right. Or I thought this, why did he let this happen? Why did he let that happen? That's our first initial thought. But, but we never, because there's going to be a point in your life, and if you can get to that point, thank God. Because for some of us, we're still in the setting of why did God let blank happen? But we're going to have to get to a point in our life where that answer will never really be answered unless of this, what did God use this pain for? That's the question that's the real question you have to ask yourself is what did God use this pain for? Because in the end, you will not get an answer until the end of it. Whether it's a long pain, short pain, whatever it is, he's not gonna answer it now. You're gonna have to trust and wait patiently, like Romans 8 says, and you're gonna have to wait for that answer Question is, are you willing to wait for the answer, or are you just going to retreat and just give up? To be honest with y'all, I want to know the answer. I always want to know the answer to pain. And God always reveals it. He shows me the purpose of it. The purpose is the answer. The purpose to the pain is the answer. Psalm 91, verse 1 through 10 says, "'Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High "'will rest in the shadow of the Almighty.'" I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night. Nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe from your eyes. This is saying that you're not even doing anything. You will observe this with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Let's read that last verse again where he says, if you make, you make the Lord your most high, you make the most high, the the ultimate thing in your life, he's saying nothing will overtake you. It's like, huh, it felt like some things have overtaken me. So how can that be the case? But we can't, here's the deal. We can't measure our faithfulness to God. That's religion. We can't measure, oh, but I serve God and I still go through this. You can't measure that. Because it wasn't you that got you to heaven. It was Jesus. Because your sin made you a ticket to hell, a resident for hell. But with Christ, that changed. And so it's not your faith in him but I've been I've been serving in the church, I've been reading my word and I'm still having to deal with this with these people. That's not your job to make yourself faithful to God. You're already faithful to him. It's something that God uses. But I've seen this, when we hide with God, he will protect and provide for us. Elijah, I've talked about it before, but when Elijah wanted to die, Jezebel was, was threatening him. He, he was ready. He was ready to go. He, was at, he prayed and asked God, hey, hey, take me out of here. Like he was ready. He was ready to go. He told God this. He didn't just say it under his breath. And he was like, oh, I wish I could just do that. No, he prayed that. He was honest with God. And what God did was God covered him. Why? Not because he was suicidal or because he was a great servant. He prayed an honest prayer to God. What if you would start praying more honestly and not just, oh, let me do this generic prayer that I've practiced a thousand times and maybe God will hear me. If I would pray honestly, when I hide in his presence, He'll protect me because Elijah was honest with God. God, this is this is it. Take me home, a place where I belong. Take me, let me go. God didn't do that. What he did was he saw that he was honest with his prayer. And in my opinion, because of his honesty in prayer, God gave him water to drink and food to eat. He gave him the provision and he protected him. Because Jezebel couldn't kill Elijah. Elijah was a great prophet. He was ordained by God. She couldn't touch him, but he thought she could. And he wanted to die and he wanted to fall out and he wanted to just, he's like, take me Lord, it's over. God saw how honest he was and he provided for Elijah when we hide with God, when we tell God what's really going on, when we really start to be honest with him, not praying some generic prayer that maybe you've heard your parents pray before, but a prayer that comes from your heart, he will provide and protect. We got we to gotta stop these generic prayers, y'all, because that ain't helping you because your your motive is not there. If you're praying for missionaries, but your motive is not to pray for missionaries right now, how that going to work? Why Why are you, if I don't engage my heart, feelings, emotions, motives towards prayer, I will never engage my heart. I will never engage myself into prayer. Pain, a painful prayer can really turn into a healing experience. When you tell and pray and ask God, talk to God about your pain. When we hide in God, we find protection in his presence. Not not only does he guard and protect us, but like I said, he heals. He's a healer in his presence. He can heal certain things in your past that, that you thought you could never escape from. There were things in my past that he, that I thought would never leave. It's still there, but it doesn't hurt me anymore. It's still there, but it doesn't take control of me anymore. It's still there, but it's not master over me. I'm master over it because of Christ. I'm master over this pain, this problem, this thing, because God gave me that power, because I hid in his presence. I took my time to really devote my time with God in order for him to heal me. Listen y'all, I've learned this. It's not a one-time thing. It's a process. Healing takes time. It's slow. So I took time to spend time with God every single day until he healed me. I didn't care if I got an answer. I didn't care if because it wasn't because it wasn't because I was trying to be more faithful. I was desperate. I was desperate for the pain to leave. So I stayed in his presence every day until it was gone. How long did it take, bro? I don't even remember. It was. It felt like it was so long, but once it was there, I thanked God for it. Because we think that healing takes one place. Just like, you know, when someone gets healed with an arm or whatever, you know, physical healings. That happens instant or that happens over time. Emotional, mental, physical All those healings take time sometimes. And you have to make the decision, am I gonna continue to keep praying, keep seeking, keep getting in his presence, keep telling him about it? Am I gonna continue or am I just gonna give up? Are we gonna be quarters of our freedom that God ultimately gives us from the moment we get saved? Are we gonna give up on that? And just be like, you know what? He's just not not answering the telephone. I'm just gonna leave it alone. You're gonna continue. You have to continue. My challenge to you tonight is to keep hiding in His presence. You keep going to Him. You keep telling Him what's going on. You keep going. Because if you don't keep going, then you're gonna to go to somebody else. Then you're gonna to go to something else. And then you're not gonna to go to God anymore for anything in your life because you didn't put your trust fully in Him because you stopped. You, d- you stopped, you stopped going to Him. You kept, you kept it with something else because he didn't save you the way he wanted you wanted him to save you so my challenge is to keep hiding my challenge is to keep going in his presence instead of hiding behind a mask you need to start hiding in his presence that's my last point hide in the presence of god it takes time in the middle of your heart to pour out your heart to God. It takes time. But if you spend time with him in the word and in worship and whatever it is, if you would take time in the middle of your hurt to pour out to him and continue, there's healing that's gonna take place, but you gotta keep going. You gotta keep believing it. You gotta keep searching for it. You have to keep asking him, not because he's not, he doesn't care, not because he wants to draw you close to him. That's the challenge, is to draw close to God in the midst of pain and hurt. You got to draw close to him because you're relying on other stuff and, and deep down in you, you know it's not working. You know it's not working. Games aren't working. Shopping ain't working. Drugs aren't working. Nothing's working. Nothing. Another relationship doesn't work. It's not working. You know deep down it's not working. But we know all things work together. And we know that God is healing. And he still heals. You have to believe and keep going. Because nothing else will ever work. Nothing else. Your trust in, he, in man. Your trust in material your trust in other things rather than God, it will never truly work. It's time to hide in the presence of God. Stop hiding behind the mask and start hiding in his presence so that you can experience everything that he has for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, no one looking around. Everyone in here, whether it's small or big, has a pain that you hide with a mask, whether it's little and you think that no one cares, to something that's big. Uh, Tonight, I want to challenge this as well, just for tonight. Let's place our hurt. Let's place our hurt at the altar of our heart and allow God to heal us completely. Instead of hiding away from him, let's press into the protection he offers us in Jesus. I just want everyone to just take a moment. I want, I want you to put everything away, all devices, everything. Put everything away for just a second. Because I know that your mind's probably in a lot of places right now. But I just want you to take a moment. I want you to try this. Let's do a test trial. Let's try this right now. I want you to hide in God's presence right now. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, let me dwell under your wings. Let me dwell under your protection. Let me dwell under your sufficiency. Let me hide under that instead of hiding a mask with my pain, because I know that God can heal this pain. I know that God can heal this hurt. I know that God can restore this mindset of pain. Maybe it's not the hurt anymore. Maybe it's the mindset behind it now. You think everything is this and everything is that and everything is the same and everything's, everything's the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Pain will always blind a good perspective. So let God's presence give you a fresh perspective right now. Let God's presence give you a clean understanding. Because right now you're filtering everything through your pain. You get angry. You get petty, you get angsty, you get needy. You get all these things because the pain is filtering for you. Because that pain is just telling you to escape to the wrong place. And God wants you to know, I am the place of escape. I am the place of great refuge. I am the place where my presence can fulfill your needs. This moment he came. doesn't happen right now you keep praying you keep seeking you keep exploring the presence of God you keep going because healing takes time healing takes time and so Lord I ask that you would help us to keep it help us to stay consistent help us to stay vigilant With your presence. Help us to stay in motion with your presence. Lord, we can't do this without you. Nor do we really want to now because this mask is not working. That person is not working. These things that I put in front of me to work, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would be the source of all comfort that you would be the source of all redemption the source of all healings of wounds in this room and Lord I ask that you would shut the mouths the mouth of the enemy the place where in the back of our head we keep listening to that same loud voice and it's so obnoxious and it's so overwhelming and it's keeping us in pain And I pray that we would stop hiding our pain towards you. We're tired of hiding our pain towards others that really do care about us. We just don't see it right because we're in pain. You don't really see it right. So Father, I ask Lord that you would give us a clear healing perspective as we heal through this pain. Lord, we're tired of hiding it from you and we're tired of hiding it from others that want to help. I pray that we would stop and start trusting again, not a blind trust, Lord, but trusting enough to where we can gather a community with us as we should not walk through stuff alone because pain behind a mask is lonesome. It's lonesome. So Father, I ask that you would do this tonight, tomorrow, Lord, whenever you do, Lord, I pray that you would help us to keep going to you, keep hiding in your presence. And I pray, Lord, that you would be consistent with your character and that you would be consistent with what the word that you have spoken. Lord, you said you would be close to those. So Lord, do what your word says and be close to those who are in pain. Right here, right now. We thank you, Lord. We bless you and we thank you, Lord. We don't have to hide pain anymore from you for you are the great physician and that you're willing to heal us from pains so that we can be truly free. We thank you, we praise you, we honor you and we bless you, Lord. We pray that we continue to live for you even past the pain and to commit ourselves to you through everything that we do. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen.